It's Thursday, March 19, 2015. There comes a point of no return. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Obama takes new actions on climate change. We owe it to our kids to get this right. New rules for fossil fuels on public lands. It's official. Winter 2015 was the warmest winter on record. Plus, Europe's thriving solar power industry apparently didn't fully consider one minor factor. Actually, they did. Solar eclipse in Europe will be a test case for a solar-powered future. All of those test cases and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. In some cases, you have elected officials who are shills for uh, the oil companies or the fossil fuel industry. In some cases, some cases, Mr. President, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, almost 100 degree temperatures out here in California over much of the past week in March. So uh, I'll just sit back uh, and cool off a little bit while you give us the good news of today's Green News Report. Yes, and sorry about that in advance. Oh, boy. It's official. This was the warmest winter on record globally. That's according to NOAA. January and February 2015 were the warmest period for the planet since record-keeping began in 1880. Every region on the planet saw above-average temperatures everywhere. Except for the northeastern United States. Exactly. They didn't feel it in Manhattan, where the media was located. It was cooler than usual, so it never happened. And also in Washington, D.C., where the climate change-denying politicians are. If you were in the northeast U.S., you were literally in the only place on Earth that was colder than average. The media center and the political center of the country didn't even notice what went on. Fantastic. No more Mr. Nice Guy. President Obama is calling out climate change denying politicians in the pocket of the fossil fuel industry. In some cases, you have elected officials who are shills for uh, the oil companies or the fossil fuel industry, and there's a lot of money involved. Obama issued several new executive actions this week to act on climate change. But in a new interview with HBO's Vice, he said it's really only a start. When I'm done, we're still going to have a heck of a problem. Mm -hmm. But we will have made enough progress that the next president and the next generation can start building on it. And you start getting some momentum. And to push that momentum, on Thursday, the president issued a new order for federal agencies to cut energy and water use in federal buildings, vehicles, and electricity. Tyranny. All agencies must cut greenhouse gas emissions 40% and get 25% of their energy from renewable sources within 10 years. Fascism. That will push suppliers and contractors, leveraging the power of the federal purse along the federal supply chain, to cut emissions and increase efficiency. Tyrannical fascism. The administration also announced new rules for energy development on public lands. According to Interior Secretary Sally Jewell, the new rules will increase renewable energy projects on lands owned by the public and tighten pollution and safety standards for the oil industry, including limiting methane gas leaks. When it comes to these reforms, I recognize there will be pushback from various corners. No surprise. But I strongly believe that they're not only achievable with modern technology and science, but absolutely critical to upholding public trust to, um, to responsibly develop our natural resources. We've got to update these regs. So we're talking about regulations for drilling on lands that are owned 
by the public and managed by the federal government. The executive branch has the legal authority to simply declare these regulations? Yes, they do. Without approval from Congress. That's right. Then they may actually happen. That's true. And FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, is now going to require states to show that they are accounting for climate change impacts like rising sea levels in their disaster risk assessment plans if they want to qualify for federal grants on infrastructure. So no grants if they don't have a plan? Right. We'll see if that holds up at the Supreme Court. Finally, we're about to find out what happens when an eclipse hits the world's most solar-powered country. Germany says it's ready for a solar eclipse on March 20th that will cause a sudden drop and then sudden rise in solar power entering the grid. It will be a challenge, but they say it's also a stress test that will give them insight into how to manage the future power grid of 2030 when a majority of Germany's electricity will come from solar and wind. What's the difference between a solar eclipse in Europe and a cloudy day? Not very much, it turns out, but it's the fast ramp down and ramp up of solar energy entering the grid that they're going to manage for. Yeah, I don't really get that. I've heard people panicking about this, saying, oh, they didn't think of this in advance. Uh, Seems kind of dumb. Yeah, these are Germans. They're ready for it. Okay. For much more, you're not calling the Germans dumb, no, right? No, definitely not. Okay, good, because that never ends well. <laughs> for much more on all of the stories we've covered here today and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider donating to the Green News Report. We rely solely on listeners to stay on the public airwaves and continue connecting the climate change dots. Thank you in advance. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>